this episode, I want to share with you how resilience can pay off, how digging deep can pay off, how never giving up can pay off, how being in a place of despair but still believing you can break through to the other side can pay off, how maybe only having the grip of one fingernail on the prize you're seeking can be enough if it's a strong fucking fingernail. Just you, you just need to keep hanging in there. Digging deep, stay resilient, and eventually you'll catch a break. So in this episode, episode 94 of the Speed Mentor podcast with Gavin Wall, I'm going to use a little micro example of how hanging in there when you don't know how or when something is going to break for you, how when you are almost desperate, you're so desperate that if you can just remain resilient in those tiny moments, that the answers eventually open up and the path through to success reveals itself. Now, don't get me wrong, this stuff is really, really tough. I hope that this, is, this isn't a bit too anal for you, this episode um, today, But there's because there's a lot to learn, and it's one of the reasons I leave the breadcrumbs of how this stuff pans out so that you can get the breakthroughs uh, just like I do. Certainly, if any of you have been following my LinkedIn for the last three years or so, you'll know I like to document this stuff to help others through the struggle so they too can achieve. So just a little recap at first, just to let you know some of what I have going on in my life at the minute. And this isn't as a some sort of blow. Um, this is just to give an idea and a backdrop to, to some of the difficulties I've had. So we have the Wall Group. That's our spa stores and our Subway stores. And we've about 130 staff at the minute. These are all the things I'm involved with at the minute, or some of them anyway, most of the, the big ones. Now, I have all the mentoring work that I do going on. Um, I'm mentoring lots of business people in Northern Ireland and further afield. Uh, I do that in a charge format and also in a pro bono format. And I'm also connected, um, I've also that sort of mentoring connected through to my retreats, through to my events, through to my networking, through to my speaking engagements that are all going on. We've also just have our virtual reality um, um, gaming centre, that's VR City X, has just launched in the last couple of months um, with my business partner, James McGee. I also have uh, Project X, which is bubbling along, we're doing the groundwork for that, um, and it's going ahead and it's going to be absolutely huge. I'm involved in a number of startups in the fintech and legal tech, uh, and there's another startup um, we're involved in that's going to disrupt the beauty and wellness industries. I've got all this social media stuff I do largely on LinkedIn and Insta, but on top of that, I've decided to do a daily business and personal development podcast. So it's really, really, really packed schedule. And whilst I leverage lots of this out to my great teams, my managers, my business partners, I'm still brimful with the stuff um, that I can't or for some particular reason I don't want to leverage. Now, in relation to the podcasts, I haven't done that much in the creative space in my life, but hopefully you'll agree that I haven't just followed some podcast template and that the pods are genuinely unique and creative. But the cognitive load of creating something um, that has artistic value or some, some artistic value for the first time in my life whilst juggling all of the other big boulder business activities that I'm involved with has been a gargantuan task for me. It's been really, really tough, folks, if I'm really honest. Now, the relentless pressure of creating episode after episode that is unique and has value and machine gunning them out, that's two years worth we're going to have done in 20 weeks. 
um, which I'm estimating like I'm doing about 20 hours per week and that's a minimum um, is really really tough if you add that to my total lack of any technical experience not to mention that my beloved Tottenham had a once in a lifetime run in the Champions League meaning um, albeit I'm hoping that they're going to have more runs in the Champions League now that we've had a wee taste for it this has meant that I've lost several weekends through travelling to London and Madrid, which I'd planned in for doing the podcast, and those penciled in for crafting and recording other episodes. So that run in the Champions League has really been a, a severe blockage for me. But somehow, somehow, I've managed to keep pumping out this stuff, and I'm contemplating trying to keep pumping it out in the future. So, look, look let's get something straight. I'm not sinking sympathy here. I love what I do and I only do it because I love it. But I'm hoping to show in this micro piece that we're talking about in relation to the podcast that those little breakthroughs can come if you're resilient enough. I want to be honest with you. I've been thinking recently that I'm not able to keep delivering all of the projects any longer and that something is going to have to give. And to be honest, it might be the podcast uh, which would be the most likely victim if I have to cull something if I can't find a way through getting through all of this work and stuff that I have to do. And I want you to think today, I want you to think, I want you to go into your own mind and to think about something that you're thinking of killing off in your mind or in your business, in your life, um, because you can't keep juggling it all uh, and you need to kill something off. And I want to see whether talking to the wall today can help you hang on just a little bit longer until you get a breakthrough or until you work out some workarounds around how you can keep it all going. So for me, just a level of desperation was creeping into my psyche on how much I was juggling um, and how I really needed to somehow get a breakthrough. Now, the one fingernail I have managed to keep attached to the goal of doing all my work whilst creating a daily business and personal podcast has been enough. Just had one wee fingernail. Now, are you hanging on? Are you hanging on to something that's really, really difficult and you're waiting for a light at the end of the tunnel? Now, I'm going to give you, what I'm going to do is, my wee fingernail that I have managed to keep holding on to, uh, to keep things going, to keep it holding on to the prize. I'm going to give you 10 little breakthroughs I've had in relation to trying to keep this all juggled uh, and I hope that they might bring you a little strand of something, a little bit closer, a little idea about how you can hoover up a breakthrough yourself and hang on for a little bit longer so that you can actually achieve. Because if you do manage to keep this all going, there's huge achievement for you at the end of it. Now, number one, um, I'm going to give you 10 of these today. Number one, we little breakthrough I've had is that another podcaster called Matt Thompson of Best of Belfast fame who has an amazing weekly podcast series where he interviews all this sort of eclectic and diverse collection of, of, of movers and shakers who make Belfast and Northern Ireland such a great place. And look, it's not with Matt, it's not just the titans of industry that he interviews, but it's more interviews with people who bring a, a bit of colour to our land. Anyway, check him out. But Matt and I reached out to each other recently to do a collab cast. So basically a collaboration of a podcast that we could jointly release on both our podcast shows. Now, it's a five-part series um, on the hero's journey, the hero's journey. Um, so it would create enough content content for me to cover off an entire week. 
And I'll not say too much about the content at the minute, but it's an absolute cracker. So you're really going to enjoy it when I release it. So all of a sudden, because of that collaboration, that collab cast, um, I was right on the edge of keeping up with my episodes. I need to produce a daily um, podcast and there's a huge pressure on that. But I know because of that collab cast, I have five episodes in the tank and I've had them in the tank. I'm going to let you into a wee secret. I've had them in the tank for a couple of weeks now. <coughs> and they were due to re- be released a couple of weeks ago. But because I've got them in the tank, we knocked them out actually, the five episodes in um, just half a day's recording. And because I've got them in the tank, I know I can release them when I really need to. And the pressure on me has just lifted a bit and given me a bit of extra flow to my workflow. The pressure was really, you know, like a sediment, you know, over the millions of years in the ground and turning coal into diamonds. But it wasn't turning my coal into diamonds. It was actually just fucking creating more coal or squeezing the coal tighter. And it wasn't going into diamonds. But funny enough, having these wee five episodes in the... Do you know what? You see, if I had my way, and I'm sorry to tell you this, Matt, I know he listens to the podcast. You see, if I had my way, you'll never hear these five episodes. You will never hear these five episodes because I want to keep pushing. That wee knowledge that I've got them in the tank helps me to create them on a daily basis. So build up a wee buffer and that helps you to create them. I'm sorry about that, Matt. If What I'll do is I'll send my, my listeners a wee link to Matt's whenever he releases them because I think he's going to buckle before me. Okay? And num- number two... As you've heard me mention once or twice, I have Project X going on in the background and I've been working on it for quite a while now. And it's likely to be the big boulder, the big project in my life for the upcoming five to ten years. Now, the knowledge of Project X coming has weirdly lifted the, produ- the, the pressure of producing the podcast daily. And in a way, because the podcast may not be my main focus in the coming years, but just part of what I do... Um, to showcase maybe what I do or showcase what the Project X will be and all the other things, that again has lifted the pressure off a little bit and is helping the creative process and making it easier. Number three, as I've worked hard producing more and more episodes, there comes a time when you realise that, look, I'm not a BBC production house and therefore every episode doesn't have to be a work of art. Now, I felt it did whenever I started this process. It doesn't need to be a perfect definitive guide to a specific personal development pain point or business issue but rather the podcast is really a companion to other people who are also on their entrepreneurial journeys or their entrepreneurial journeys or thinking of going on a journey or just looking for a bit of spice in their life and a bit of crack and a bit of Gavin singing. Now number four with the cognitive release of those three other points that I've just talked about I've just already mentioned I feel now that the breadth of topics and things that I can talk about has actually widened or or maybe it's just that I'm more confident and comfortable in my own skin and I'm not as anal about what goes into each episode. So the time spent agonising, just really agonising about the subject matter has dissipated a little and, and things are starting to flow a bit more. Number five, when I was recently doing daddy daycare for five days when my wife was away on a well-deserved holiday and I was sure I couldn't get through the process of cranking out five episodes on top of looking after the kids and all my other work, I just had to do it. And I just had to do it much quicker. Now, this forced me to reflect on the time I'd been spending up to that point on each episode. And I realised that I couldn't justify the time spent on the podcast when I balanced it against my family and my other work time. So I just had to start doing it quicker. That was a kick up the backside. Number six, consequently, I've discovered more efficient ways of doing the pods. 
and, and also it's around the way that I actually allocate the workload. So for instance, I used to do batch recordings and then batch, you know, um, batch batch the recordings and then batch the um, scripting out the narrative and the preparation for it and the research and all of that. But that can build up a pressure of its own. If, for instance, you know, I, I have to do my recordings in, in the house and whilst I've got a separate room in the house, if the cleaner's here, we do have a cleaner, folks, and um, if the children are running about or if Helen's in the house, I can't get my recordings done. By the way, we only have the cleaner once a fortnight. Helen won't <laughs> let them come any, any more often. I need to have peace to record. Uh, I don't know why I felt a wee bit funny about sharing that information about the cleaner. It's like the... I don't know. Answers on the postcard, please. But I need the piece to record. Then if I've batched up a whole lot of recording and all of a sudden um, there's a change in somebody else's timetabling, I can't get them done and the pressure really, really mounts. So I've broken that process up a wee, little wee bit and I'm not as anal about batching them as I once was. So I can now often record the odd episode on spec. So if the family are popping out for maybe a, a you know, wee run to the park or something like that and I'm not involved, that's freed up half an hour. I just knock out an extra episode that I've recorded or that I've been got ready to record. So, number seven, I've had many listeners contact me to let me know that if I lose the man on a mission, I'm a man on a mission soundtrack, that because they love it so much, I might actually lose them as listeners. And the great news is that I've just got the contract renewed to use the man on a mission theme. You know, that music has actually been in Suits. You know, Suits, the, the legal series in America. It's actually a really well-known piece of music and it was difficult for me to get it nabbed for this um, podcast episode. But I've just re-signed it and that is for an, another extended period of time and that's great news for Philip Armstrong who I mis- mentioned the other day um, who left me a review because he absolutely loves it. That's probably a wee bit because it's been in that legal show as well and he's a lawyer. Anyway, number eight. I've delegated, I've delegated even more work in the wall group. Now, interestingly, my wife is now working in the wall group for the first time. Um, that's one thing we said we'd never do. We said we'd never work together. Uh, but she actually reports into my accountant and the operations director. So our time together on the work, our potential time for conflict is minimised. And she's loving it. And the team are really enjoying working with her. Now, remember, we're so different as people. She's like an accountant looking for the 50p down the back of the sofa, while all I'm interested in in is the big picture thinking and how to create stuff. So, uh, to be fair, the business probably actually benefits more from her time than mine at the minute as we're drilling deeper and deeper into process, which isn't my strength and is actually one of hers. Number nine, you will find this in your life and your work that other people will oftentimes stand on the sidelines and not help. But as soon as they think that you might succeed, they then come off the sidelines as they want to be involved in a success story. So before you have the success, they may be on the sidelines and not help. Now, I've had, I've had this happen to me in, the pro, in this process, and it's worth bearing that in mind as you strike out on your own journey. Some might stand off at first to see if you get traction. Now, don't write them off as your enemy. Don't write them off as your enemy. Evidence your success and see their support come right to you when you've got critical mass in your favour or the crowd is starting to follow you. And number 10, the final point, and this is related to number 9 just above, and it's something that I see too many make critical mistakes about. Now, the best leaders evidence vulnerability. And it's something that the wonderful Brené Brown and her many books such as Dare to Lead often talk about. 
Now, the greatest leaders can be vulnerable, and I support that theory 100%. I do it myself. I'm doing it in this episode. I'm showing my vulnerability that I just cannot do everything myself. Now, however, I want to add a caveat, which I think is really important, and it's this. When you're hanging on by your fucking last fingernail, but you haven't yet established your success, that you need to dig deep and hold back on your emotion, on your despair, on your fear, until you've reached a critical point where the wheels of progress have such momentum that the vulnerability comes from a position of strength, not from a position of weakness. I see this on social far too often that the vulnerability is wheeled out too soon and too often to be good for the long-term success of your project. And actually, if you wheel out your vulnerability when you are still just got that one wee fingernail hanging on, you'll probably fail. You need to wait until, not when you've got the one wee, just until you've managed to pull yourself back up and you're holding on and the momentum's going, then open up about the vulnerability that you've had. So there you have it. Ten pointers, most of which related to me, but I want to tell you the full story, the evidence to you that it's the ability to just hang in and hang in because I've a made up mind about what I'm trying to achieve. And if doing a daily podcast show is part of that plan, then I'll do it no matter how painful. And just as I think I can hang on no more, things start falling into place like the collab cast with Matt, my shoulders dropping a little so I'm not so anal about what goes into each podcast episode. Even more delegation in my life um, with my wife in the trading business. Project X developing so I don't psychologically feel as there's so much pressure. It just frees me up a little bit. And if you can undertake a task that is so huge that there's near certain failure that you can't achieve it because it's too big or too complex or so far outside your comfort zone that you don't know if you can do it, once you start and others see what you're doing and you're adding value to the world, it's truly amazing how tiny things can come together to help you achieve what you thought was impossible before you started. Now, don't forget to keep the reviews and the subscriptions to the podcast coming. If you've had value and you want to reward me, if you're close to giving up on something today, just dig a little deeper. Hang on with that remaining fingernail and let the universe reward your resilience. Or just give up if you want. It's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.